What time is it? It's time for your daily dose of everyday life discussions from young Asian American leaders. It's Core O'Clock. Hi, everyone. My name is Jason. And my name is Brandon, and welcome to our very first episode on It's Core O'Clock. Yes, you heard it right. It's our very first podcast episode. On our first episode, we'll be talking about what our podcast is about, why we're doing this, and more. Now, before we begin, we have three lovely guests who are joining us today. Who are they? Well, it's Jackson Wing and 88 Rising. Wait, really? (laughs) JK, it's not them. But I'll let our actual guests introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Tam. I'm a member of NorCal UVCA's Board of Directors. K-pop listener, tech enthusiast, and fan of fiction novels. And hello, my name is Jenny. I am very happy to be here, but I am a NorCal UVSA alum, having held um, positions in UVSA before, and I'm very excited to be part of this pilot podcast. Hey, y'all. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever it is that you're listening from in time right now. Uh, My name is Philip Nguyen. I am also a NorCal alum. Uh, and I'm the current president of the Union of North American Vietnamese Student Associations, or UNAFSA. Good to be with y'all. Wow, that was so amazing just to see our guests today, who are well-represented leaders in our community, definitely people to look up to. Um, Now, you're all probably wondering who we are, your two hosts talking. Well, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Brandon, and I am one of your co-cores for NorCal UVSA 2021-2022. I'm also a creative recruiter at a prominent fashion company. Hi, my name is Jason, and I am your other co-core from NorCal UVSA for 2021-2022. to I am also a junior at San Jose State University studying business MIS. Now, you're all wondering why we're doing this. Well, to be honest, I was secretly baited into doing this. I'm just kidding. Well, in actuality, we are doing this because we want to provide a place for young Asian Americans to connect on different topics that relate to their everyday life discussions, experiences, and stories, as well as providing a fun and safe environment, of course. Alrighty, amazing. So let's dive into today's topic, which is getting deep about NorCal UVSA and UNASA. As you may know already, we are your Council of Regional Representatives, but the question is, how did we get to where we are today? Tam, one of our UVSA NorCal's first elected executive board member, is here to explain the birth of NorCal UVSA. Hit it off, Tam. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Um, yeah, so um, NorCal UVSA was founded in 2006 um, by Bao Ting O and Hui Tran. And um, I came on uh, in 2007, about a year later, uh, right before NorCal UVSA had their um, first uh, summit, like leadership summit event at UC Berkeley. And um, my, my personal story there was, uh, um, I knew Bao and Hui as just friends and they were like, hey, let's, uh, can you come help us out? And so I, I helped them out just doing like random, random things. This is like really early on in the org. So um, um, it, it was, we were still learning like how to structure things. So I was just kind of like doing a little bit of everything, logistics. And um, the thing I remember the most was um, being nicknamed Waterboy because um, when I was there, one of my duties was to carry uh, 
those cases of water bottles from Costco from the cars into uh, where we had our storage area. So my legacy <laughs> in the beginning was Waterboy. Um, and uh, um, I actually uh, told that story again later um, when I had uh, become, or when I was elected into um, being the president for Nokia UVSA sometime later. Um, and and it was it's just really cool to reflect back on that. So um, yeah, I guess I've just been there from the beginning um, for uh, my, my term there was from 2008, 2010. And I've stuck around since since then, quite a few years after that. So I, I got to see the organization grow from from like really, really, really humble beginnings until uh, where it is now. So I'm, I'm really proud of where things came. You know, that's really crazy to see like someone so dedicated to the org and just always wanting to give back. And I find that really, truly amazing. And I didn't even know that you were known as a water boy. That's actually like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Flattering title, right? Hey, it's an official title to us. I, I, I yeah, I, I, but I, I guess you could, you could use that as an example to say like, you know, you never know, you know, how things are going to go. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure um, people who have like been in, in VSA at their own schools, may, maybe they might have a similar story. Like, you know, um, a lot of us don't really know going into it that, hey, we want to join um, VSA or UVSA or UNAVSA. Like we don't we don't even know about it. A lot of us don't even know anything about it until someone like, hey, why don't you come out to this meeting or do you want to help out with this with this event that we're having? And you just start doing, you know these like simple things helping out. And then next thing you know, you have like lifelong friends and and you're like a lifer in these organizations. Definitely agree with that. I know, like, I feel like we always say, oh, we're always gonna retire somehow, but you know, do we actually retire? <laughs> Not really, right? But you know, hearing the history and everything is such a great way to keep in touch with where we came from and you know great way and i believe jenny you're up next presenting about your experiences and how norcal uvsa is today all right so i thought i was old but tam's even older because he's been involved since the beginning um let's see when i first knew of NorCal UVSA. It was in, I believe it was fall 2018 at Summit at UC Merced. I think that was like Summit 8 or something like that. I don't know. It was like still single digits. We're not in double digits yet. And now we've grown to having done Summit 13 at UC Berkeley, um, pre-pandemic, of course. Um, so I've been able to see NorCal grow since then until now. Um, I would say, though, I did not get involved, you know, at first, like I did not dip my hands into NorCal UVSA at all. I just stayed with San Jose State VSA and which was great because I met a lot of people there and I was able to really get in touch with my culture there and like share my passion there as well as experience like my leadership roles there. And then I finally dipped into NorCal UVSA by just saying, oh, my God, you know what, I'm just going to. I'm just gonna bid for Summit to be at San Jose State, you know? And it was like, that was my leap of faith. And I thought it was a really good one because that's where I really began my involvement with like present day NorCal USA, which is like only these past like four years or so. 
Um, but it was really fun. Um, I definitely think that NorCal UVSA has grown a lot in these past years. Um, you can see it by looking at like the attendance numbers of like our events, such as summit, such as camp, or even Olympics that we recently brought back. Um, you can definitely see like the growth in our social media um, because we are evolving a lot, you know, with technology. Everyone's on Facebook, everyone's on Twitter, everyone's on Instagram. And so um, we definitely grew a lot on our social media presence, which was allowed us to also be able to reach out to like a greater audience, you know, back then it was word of mouth, but now like if someone shares our posts, you know, their friends can see it. And so that's how everyone has started to realize that NorCal UVSA is something that they can get involved in um, outside of like their own school VSA. So that's something that I really liked seeing. And we can see that by like the engagement rate, how many followers we have on Instagram as years go by. Um, and so it's something that you can easily track with technology now. So you couldn't know how UVSA has a really special place in my heart. And I say that I'm retired and yet I'm here on this pilot episode talking about NorCal UVSA as though I never left. So Anyways, follow us on Instagram at NorCalUVSA and on Facebook at facebook.com slash NorCalUVSA. Wow, that's like really cool to hear, especially since like how much UVSA has grown thus far. I just remember like going to Summit 13 for my first time in fall 2019. Yeah, uh, I thought that was like a really great way for like I guess like anyone to get in touch with NorCal UVSA and like foster their leadership. I really enjoyed my time during this past, I think two years now. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy to just hear like Tam and then Jenny, like just hearing your experiences and how you really didn't, weren't interested, I guess, or in NorCal UVSA and then you just went, you know, I'm a YOLO this, I'm just yeah, I'm over it. They just then, reel you in. There's so many opportunities once you realize that, you know, like there's so many like staff positions that you can go for. And like, we even reel in like the older people like Tam, for example, by developing our like board of directors, you know? And so that's how he came back into the circle as well. So it's a fun space. You're never retired, Tam. Back. I'm here. <laughs> actually, actually, I wanted to, to talk a little about about like you know just hearing what Jenny was saying about how the org is now and like you know I'm still around so I get to see I, I got to see how it was during her term, um and it, it's like uh, I was talking to the board members the other day like we used to take you know um, collect registration fees for our events like cash. You know, and then like later on, later on, we had a bank account and then we had like PayPal, like late later on in the game. And now now it's like super advanced and like, you know, like Jen, Jenny's term was, I think, the first to do um, all electronic, um, you know, events because of pandemic because we had to. But like, it's just it's just crazy. Like just to see like like we used to do like these like things very, very simple. And now, you know, I think we're super, super advanced. We can thank technology. <laughs> Definitely agree with that. And then I know Philip was also a part of NorCal UVSA as well. Uh, what are some of your experiences as you've seen it grow from when you first noticed your NorCal UVSA? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think my my time during NorCal UVSA. So I actually got involved with VSA 
after or like my senior year of college um I, I i went to uc berkeley and my my last year they i heard of this um the vision mentorship which was a high school uh like a high school youth program that kind of tied into the culture show that cal vsa was holding um had a chance to be a mentor there um, and then i have some involvement in other you know nonprofit spaces in the vietnamese diaspora community um especially well one of them being through pivot or the progressive vietnamese american organization um put together I, put, I ended up putting in together a workshop that was about um Vietnamese American political identity and flags which is like very contested right and so um my my first kind of experience with NorCal UVSA happened I think during Jenny's summit um at San Jose State University um some some folks encouraged me to apply as a workshop presenter <clears throat> and so I did um as well as so I, I applied both as a workshop presenter and as a family head um and so that's that's kind of what you know, like being in grad school at that point for me as of state um, and kind of being thrown into um, the NorCal UVSA space, both as someone who's like sharing knowledge or sharing experience about a, a very particular topic, as well as to understand and hear the experiences of like folks that were in NorCal UVSA and be a part of the, um, the conference, the summit programming, um, I think for me was really life-changing um, to say the least, and then kind of shaped the, my own trajectory in the VSA space and um, the organizing community later on, so. Yeah, that's pretty crazy how, like, just one simple, like, push really caught, like, everyone here to see, like, VSA and then NARCAL UVSA. And, you know, what's really interesting is I heard of UMASA. So, Philo, you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I can give a little bit of an overview. I would also like to add in here that so since joining NorCal UVSA, I, I feel like I haven't been in the game, um, this VSA game for as long as some, some folks, the, the veterans and the OGs have, right? Um, having come in as a workshop presenter, I also got involved in UNAVSA initially as a workshop presenter. I think my first conference was in Atlanta yes. and I showed up, did a workshop, like a resource fair, and then ended up hanging out with NorCal UVSA people in the hotel room. Um, so shout outs, you know, it it doesn't, you know, it really starts with NorCal UVSA. I just got to emphasize that before I start talking about UNAVSA, at least for me, right? Um, but UNAVSA, uh, or let me find the, the Vietnamese, Liên Hội Sinh Viên Việt Nam Bắc Mỹ Châu, right? Um, we're a 501c3 nonprofit, um, nonpartisan community-based organization, um, which is dedicated to cultivating the next generation of leaders who will serve as stewards of the Vietnamese community. And I read that off of a script. So you have like a very official sense of what UNAFSA is, right? Um, but to, for a little bit more about UNAFSA, the four pillars that kind of uphold the organization itself um, and the community, the constituent communities that make up um, the VSA space um, across North America, right? Our education, leadership, philanthropy, culture. And um, to talk a little bit about history, um, from what I know about this history, and I'm definitely still a student studying its history, um, it was officially formed or founded in 2004 um, after uh, the, the international, the third international Vietnamese youth conference that occurred in 2003 in San Diego, right? So folks from, so actually like a, a, a fun fact about UNAFSA is that UNAFSA formed after regional UVSAs were formed, right? So folks in their local communities that were um, committed to organizing socially, politically um, within the Vietnamese community, like particularly students, right? Um, formed UVSA's first. So UVSA SoCal, I think founded in 1982 was the first, you know, um, 
united or union of Viet student associations that that came out um you know from the legacy of his and history of um folks coming to the united states as refugees right um so uvsa socal and uh new england intercollegiate vietnamese student association right um students student organizers then in 2004 decided that maybe um they should hold a national or multinational North American Vietnamese Student Association Conference. So then it was called NAVSA um, in 2004. That was first held in Boston. I think we I think we was there, too, because I know he talks often about that first those first couple of UNAVSAs. Um, and, and with the second conference in, in 2005 in Chicago, um, there, this idea of a union came up. And so it became this this union of regional UVSA partners um, that contributed to the community that was UNAPSA. And then um, it we incorporated as our own nonprofit organization. And um, a couple of the projects, programs that we have going on now are um, the Collective Philanthropy, Philanthropy Project, um, which all of the U UVSAs across North America um, work towards contributing to, right, as a part of our philanthropic efforts, um, as well as our uh, annual leadership conference, right, which this past year, you know, we're talking about a lot of difficulties has been virtual so we've also you know kind of had to adjust um and 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 figure out how to really bring vsa organizing space into this technological um time frame so that's actually pretty crazy seeing how that um, the uvsa is formed first and then unasa came in you would think it's kind of like flipped where it's you know. I can I can I can provide some color on that. Um, I think uh, well, I um, the the UVSA with the longest history is going to be SoCal SoCal UVSA. They've been around for a long, long time. Um, and then uh, and then uh, SoCal. Um, I I would say that UNASA was influenced maybe somewhat by SoCal. Um, and then NorCal was influenced by UNASA and SoCal. And then, so um, I, I would say like those three organizations kind of grew up together, like very, very closely with each other. We're buddies. Right, well, I mean, what was it like, like hitting each other up back then to like do events or to plan plan events or have projects together? It was, it was so fun. I mean, I, I so I actually see that like uh, today as well, like when, you know, like when our, our, our last summit, when we had people from all over the United States, you know, fly all the way to California, Northern California to come to our events. Um, it, it's, it's pretty similar back then where, you know, like NorCal would go to SoCal events, SoCal would come to NorCal events, and then we would all go to, to UNASA, and then NorCal and SoCal would combine to be all Cal, and we would have our own kind of like chant when they would, when they did chants, you know, and so we're, we're all kind of, I mean, we, we, we're, we're, we're separated by region and we do have our own identities, but in the end, we're, we're also like one group as well. It's fun. And that's still the same, like up until now, like we have people flying everywhere to attend other regions like events. And it's really cool because like, you'll never see that kind of interaction, you know, if you're not in this space. Definitely agree with that. Like, I think that by having these multiple spaces that we can really all connect with and just seeing like how this has grown so much and you would never think that it'd be like this big you know but like Jenny said just being able to see people travel to go like these conferences and just being able to even just travel to see each other after going to the conferences and stuff like that it shows how far 
this organization in UNASA has become and how it develops friendships and long relationships and stuff like that. And I think that's the neatest thing about it and something I feel like you don't get to experience in other organizations. So yeah, I mean, thank you, you guys, for the wonderful information that you guys provided and everything. Uh, we do have a small Q&A section, so uh, we have a one question for each of you guys, and then <laughs> we also have a general question that you guys can all answer. Um, so we're going to start with the general question. Uh, so a lot of us are wondering, you know, as you slowly got into your leadership roles and everything, What's the most important thing or skill you learned throughout your time in NorCal UVSA, UNASA, or both? Let's start with Tam. Okay, all right. Um, I would say, I would say uh, networking, but maybe not networking is the right word. I would just say just, just like interacting with people because um, before UVSA, I was a lot more introverted. And uh, I think I did identify as an, a more of an extrovert nowadays, but, uh, but it's mostly because of UVSA. It was because, you know, UVSA kind of pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and, and talk to people, especially, you know, when, when you're on the executive board, you know, you, you got to connect with um, the constituents, right? Like you're, you're supposed to be doing the work for uh, each of the schools. What, what, what do they want to do? And, and you help drive um, uh, what, what, what they dream about for the region. And so you have to talk to them. And so, you know, like a lot, a lot of time was spent just visiting all the schools and showing up at their meetings and like, just, just like making, and, and I guess the side effect of that is like making friends, but um, lifelong friends. But yeah, I would say it would be just, just interacting with people. I would say, and I'm gonna go first, Jenny, so you can close to wrap us up. Um, for me, I think like being a part of the, the VSA community and space is like to really know that, you know, entering any of those spaces, like at a at a at an in-person event, at a virtual event, at a meeting, conference, whatever it is, like there, there's so much, I think, common ground that's already established, right? And so for me, like what I have found most valuable is um, to know that I don't really have to explain too much about myself and where I come from and what I'm about to a lot of different people, right? And that's not to say that we we share any like monolithic identity, but there are some um, aspects of I think our our culture and who we are and how we found ourselves to be a part of the v, uh, v, VSA community that um, is really poignant and I think like adds to that level of relationship building that Tam is talking about too, right? Like a lot of the folks that I feel like I've met in, in VSA or in UNAPSA or whatever it is, right? Are like folks that I'm gonna wanna carry um, through, uh, carry with in my life, like through the course of my life. And so really like, you know, even though I'm I'm still, I'm still kind of new to the game, like I, I definitely feel that those bonds being formed and to know that if we can overcome, you know, tough stuff like COVID-19, like we can kind of get through anything together, so. We're all pandemic friends. <laughs> We're getting through the pandemic together. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with what both of them said. Um, on like a more skill side, for me, it was learning how to, you know, keep a professional relationship with people I work with, but also keeping a personal relationship 
with the people I work with because it's um, two different sides, you know? Like when you're working with someone, you should be comfortable enough, especially if you are being a leader towards them or someone that they are looking up towards. It's important that you carry yourself professionally and being able to, you know, tell them or like give them constructive credit or feedback, you know, um, so that they can further improve on their personal skills and their personal leadership development. Um, but also like if you are already friends with them to like turn off the friendship hat or like take off the friendship hat and put on that professional hat so that you can further help them develop, you know, in a leadership um, level. Um, but still like in the end, you can still go back to being friends because I realize that sometimes if you aren't able to separate those two, um, your friendship level kind of takes like a, you know, a strain, you know, you might have like a little bit of a falling out or you just like won't be as close anymore. And that's because like, you know, that line is blurred. Um, but that's like one of the things that I learned is to just keep like, you know, when we're doing business, we're doing business, but if we're hanging out, we're hanging out. And I really thought that was important because I'm still able to, you know, be friends with people, even though I've, you know, probably been on on them for like deadlines or on them for hey you need to accomplish that or hey like can you fix this and stuff you know so i don't feel as bad because i know that you know these are two separate sides when we are working together and that goes for like all the spaces that i have worked in yeah i mean that's actually really true and something that i learned from someone here um that is definitely true about learning how to keep your personal relationship and your professional relationship separately. Highly important skill and something that I always pass down to the future generations of VSA leaders. Um, I also do believe that, you know, having that social connection and really putting yourself out there really does help you build that confidence and become a new person that you would never think that you would have become you know and just having that space to be able to relate with each other and not have to like explain like you said philip it's like such a like a release off your shoulders you know it's like you have someone you have people who can like relate to you you have people who have like been in the same situation they know what it's like and just that community you know it's just amazing to see how there's the leadership side, there's the friendship side, and there's also the educational side of UVSA and UNASA. So we're gonna go into specific questions now. Why don't you hit it off, Jason? Well, damn. <laughs> From being one of UVSA NorCal's first elected executive board members to board of directors, what are you most proud of that NorCal UVSA has achieved thus far and why? Okay, great. This was a very easy question for me. 501c3 status, okay? And uh, let, me, let, me, let me tell you why that's a big deal. Uh, uh, it makes me super happy. Why it makes me super happy is because it's a very difficult thing to get. You know, 501c3 status um, is, is uh, like has very stringent requirements. Um, you have to have like really tight paperwork. Your finances have to be clean and organized. And, uh, and you know, during my term, uh, we, we tried for it. We struggled very much so. And, uh, you know, recently, uh, Norcal, you say got it. So I'm, I'm very, very proud of, of the team to make it happen. 
and now um, the organization can can benefit from it. It opens a lot of doors. So um, like in terms of like grants and things like that, um, a lot, a lot of doors. Um, so that's probably my number one thing. If I could sneak in like a number two, a little small one, it would be um, board of directors. You know, not not just because you know I'm part of the board of directors, but 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 I I think that it shows the maturity of um, of the the like how the organization is structured. You know, like like before it was just um, you know executive board was probably like the 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 you know, the, the, how should I say this? Like, you know, over, over helping to oversee and develop uh, each of the schools. And when I was on the executive board, you know, we didn't have anyone, well, um, we didn't have an official team that we can go to, to when we, when we needed help, you know, like, yeah, you could be, you could be the president or VP of, of the organization, but there are times when even you need help. Right. So, now that BOD is, is official, board of directors is, is official, you know, I'm so happy to give back to, to the, uh, the, the current executive board to provide something that I wish that I had when I was on the, the executive board. So th that's, that's my answer. Very proud. Yeah, that's actually really interesting to hear and, you know, to be able to experience and as someone who has worked on the previous board and was a part of that process, just seeing it come true was amazing. And just, you know, there's literally three of us here who were all part of that process. And I think it's a proud moment in our history, just being, you know, coming 501c3 and, you know, adding in the board of directors. Like you said, it shows how much the organization is growing and how much we can grow even further if we're able to do these things. I think if I can just add to that really quickly too, yeah, like I feel like for like members of NorCal UVSA or for UVSAs that have incorporated us 501c3s, right? Like that's like how we build and develop professional skills is like to be able to say that our members are have nonprofit management experience too, right? Um, and our experience with working with grants and planning events and um, holding regular programming like this podcast, right? And I feel like these are like, of course, like important, both soft and hard skills um, for us to kind of take away from the UVSA space, right? But then also, you know, like for folks like Tam, like for folks to be able to come back and bring their expertise and knowledge from their other sectors or work that they do into the space, I think is like really incredible for how do we, how we, you know, continue to develop our leaders, so. Yeah, you too, Philip. I mean, you're still around. Yay to all of us. Yes. Yay. Yay to all of us. But yeah, um, it's actually pretty crazy how we think that just because we're in VSA, UVSA, and UNASA, that these skills, like we assume that these skills won't ever translate over to our work life, but it actually does. Like it's pretty crazy, like how much you learn professionally with the hard skills and soft skills and how that will help you benefit in the future. Yeah, so I can, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like that VSA has definitely gave me a lot of skills and um, like career-wise, I'm even trying to go into like project management, program management, and like all these skills that I've learned so far are like transferable, like using like organizational strategies or like just like logistical, or like backhand planning stuff, it's like really useful that you can use like later on in your career. 
Yeah, and hosting a podcast. <laughs> definitely, maybe. <laughs> nah, that's definitely true. Well, my turn. So, Jenny, um, during your leadership career, what is something that you're most proud of accomplishing? What is something you wish you had done differently? It's so funny that you're asking this because Tam literally said the two things that I was most proud of, <laughs> you know, which was um, like 51C3, um, that's something that's difficult. People who hear it are like scared of hearing it. You know, they think of paperwork first when they hear it. And obviously that's true. And 51C3 is something I started working on when I was treasurer, which was two terms ago. And then last term as president, I oversaw it with our, our treasurer, Kevin, to um, ensure that we fully filed, you know, so that's something that I saw from start to end and continuing because we're still, we still have to maintain it every year. And so that's like one of the things I was like really proud for because it's something that NorCal UVSA needed and something that they have started but never completed and so it was really like fulfilling to know that we have reached the status where hey we are now in 51c3 standing you know and like Tam said that opens a lot of doors and it gives our staff the opportunity to say like Philip said that they have worked with nonprofit under nonprofit um and a lot of people don't realize but like you know, when you're in VSA and you're like holding these positions, like you can put them on your resume, you know, like there's a lot of hard and soft skills, you know, and like Jason said, it has also helped him with um, his career developing. Um, also with Brandon, with your career developing as well. So it's a lot of things, but that's something that I was proud of. Um, the other thing I was proud of was creating the board of directors um, last term too. I was like, um, our organization is growing like really big, you know, like whenever we do summit, we are having like 300, almost close to 400 people come out. Like there's gonna be more, we need more authoritative power, you know, or like people that we can turn to when we need help because when I was president, I was reaching out to old alumni. So I would want that to be something that's per permanent. Therefore, the board of directors was created. Um, but definitely, yeah, all of that. And I guess like the create creation of like cabinet staff so that we were able to open more opportunities to like our constituents who are looking for, you know, a chance to develop on their skills, a chance to be part of like the leadership realm. Um, so I definitely, I think those were my like greatest accomplishments and something that I would have done different. I don't think I would have done anything differently because I learned from my mistakes. And so if I didn't do things the way I did and have gotten feedback on it, then I would have never grown. Um, but all the goals that I set out to do or like set out to create were accomplished. And so I guess differently, just, I don't know. I don't think I would have done anything differently in my, yeah. I think in order to grow, I would have done everything that I did and gotten feedback for it, of course. Mad props, by the way. Definitely agree. Like a lot of people, whenever they ask that question, it's like, what would you do differently? They always list something differently that they've done, not list the fact that things are meant to happen that led you to become more successful in life. And that's really inspirational here because not a lot of people are willing to admit that, you know? You have to take a risk in order to know what follows after that, you know? 
and you'll only learn if you actually do it. So go out there and do it, everyone. Take that risk. Apply for that job. Apply for that position. Just do it. Yeah, definitely agree. Because I think that, you know, the job that I'm in now, I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't take that risk. And not only that, but like the hard and soft skills that I learned throughout, like, obviously my work professional life, but also being in VSA, UVSA really did translate over because a lot of companies will look at and be like oh man this person actually worked for a 501c3 he volunteered here that's actually really amazing it shows like he has empathy he is willing to give back to the community and all these types of things and that actually puts you more ahead of someone who just has work experience so it's really nice to see how translatable it is um so mr unasa president Jason, hit him up. Hello. Uh, as a recognized leader in the community, what made you want to run for the position you are in today? Yeah, thanks for, um, thanks for that question. And thanks for all the gas. I feel like I'm at Costco right now. Um, I, I'm very flattered um, to be considered a quote unquote recognized leader. I think for me, I mean, I, I, I really do feel like I'm, I'm just one piece of the puzzle, you know, and it, it really takes um, a village, a community to like be able to do what we organizationally can do now, right? Like sort of how we're talking about the history, like really folks felt this need to come together and to, to build relationships and build community. I think for me, um, I, I felt very similarly um, to, because I, so a little bit of context for my process, um, I, there was a special elections last year around this time um, because the, you know, there were some executive board positions um, in UNAFSA that were vacant. And so for me, you know, my, my background is um, in Asian American studies and ethnic studies. Uh, and, I, and I studied, or I, I really thought a lot about intergenerational trauma, um, our relations to the war, what legacies we leave on for future generations, um, things, things of that sort, right? And I think from my work in the academy or in, in school, um, coupled with my work like in, in these different community-based organizations like Pivot or, or VAR, the Vietnamese American Roundtable, or DVAN, the Diaspora Vietnamese Artist Network, right? Like I saw a lot of, I think for me, a, a lot of potential and possibility for collaboration, um, as well as to think about how we use our, our mediums, right? Our vehicles, um, our organizational mediums or vehicles um, as a way to advocate for one another, right? And I think really like empower one another to to feel as though we can be advocates and representatives for our community. I think like that's that's sort of my my motivation for, for wanting to run and be, you know, become the, the president of UNAFSA. And what also um, led to me, you know, declaring my role in executive or external vice president for NorCal UVSA um, vacant, right? Last last year is that um, for me, I think I, I felt that sort of calling. And I think it's it's also rooted in, you know, thinking about culturally, like how we all kind of connect with one another. Um, I think a lot about this idea of like the term lamgung, right? Or like to be a role model for someone. Um, when you translate that back and forth literally from Viet to English, it, it's like to be a mirror, right? And I think for me, like through this process, if I'm able to show um, like where I'm at now, what I'm doing, the work that I'm doing, the people I work with, if I'm able to connect someone to someone else or like show or reflect something for someone else that they wouldn't have otherwise seen, um, and, and both of us, I think, learn something about one another and each other and ourselves along the same way, along the way, then, you know, that's a, that's a W in my book. And so I'm just really, I feel very fortunate and I feel very uh, 
grateful um, to be able to be in this position, but also, you know, it's for, for folks that are out there, you know, like I think to know that someone who wasn't in VSA in their undergrad and like wanted to get involved with the VIA community um, to be able to be the president of this organization, like I think going back to both Jenny and Tam's points, like you can do it, right? Like just do it, just go for it because I think like you, you won't really know where you un end up, you know, unless you try, so. I think we all come in here to also motivate the next generation too. You know, like if they see that we can do it, then maybe they'll, you know, want to also try and do it as well. So I would agree with that, Philip. Yeah, that's actually pretty crazy because the closing question <laughs> just so happens to be, are there any advice on for young Asian Americans to get involved in leadership roles within their communities. And you guys kind of explained that, but if you guys want to go in depth, that'd be great. Whoever's ready to answer. Y'all want to go first? Go ahead. Oh, I mean, I don't, okay. Um, I would say, you know, find something that speaks to you. Um, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be. I mean, of course, we're gonna we're gonna pitch our our VSA, UVSA, UNASA, right? Um, uh, and uh, that's that's there for those who want to be involved in something that is more uh, about Vietnamese culture and about um, le building leadership skills. You know, like that's that's more what what those organizations are about. Um, but you know, like in terms of the community find something that speaks to you like I, I think if I wasn't doing this I would probably be I probably would have done like beach cleanup or something like that because you know I like nature and I like keeping the environment clean and that's probably where I would start um you know if I was young and and, <laughs> and not in VSA UVSA space um yeah so I, I guess that'd be my advice for that this is a hard question I'm like, I'm also thinking about like, yo, what would I tell myself? Um, I think it, I would say to, to have faith in yourself and to know that you probably more than likely have all the tools, skills, knowledge that is required, that are required to assume any leadership role, right? Um, and, and I think it's also having faith that, uh, that you'll be able to to execute and perform and plan and if you're even if you're not even if you fail like that's another lesson learned and that um, you should have be able to have faith and to trust the people that you're working with right um to know that i think all of us in our you know sharing our experiences like we we didn't we're not you know we're, we're lucky to be here today but we're, we didn't make it here like on our own right like it, it took like our friends our both our friends and family to support us right um, in all the other aspects of our life that we do. And I think like as folks continue to take on leadership roles and lead their community and advocate for folks and be that representative, right? Um, staying rooted in all of that and where you come from and that faith that you have in yourself that like your parents raise you the right way, right? Like your friends like take care of you and like you, you can do a good job. Like I think those are things that, um, you know like all the motivation that I can provide is that you already know how to do it, so. You bring up a good point. You actually, you actually sparked something in my mind, Philip. Um, what 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 you said um, made me think of um, I think one of the top of mind issues that 
um, like students and even myself uh, experience nowadays is imposter syndrome. And I think imposter syndrome is like a huge blocker for people becoming leaders, right? Regardless of whether they're qualified or not. And um, I think that it's something that we need to address together, talk about it, normalize it, and find ways to help each other through it. Because like, you wouldn't believe how much I, I, I hear like, hey, you know, like this person is so good. They should, they should do this. You know, they should, they should run for whatever position it is. And everybody thinks that they're amazing. Right. And then you, you go and you talk to them, you tell them and they're like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> or I don't, or I don't know if I'm good enough. And it's just so common. And, um, and uh, I, I think that, <laughs> yes, yes, Jenny. Is that all, Tam? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, future, I, future podcast episode imposter. Yeah, syndrome. definitely. <laughs> I would agree that that's something that needs to be talked about, especially when you're in like um, in like such leadership positions or spaces where you are holding leadership. Because I don't think you should be listening to other people. You should be listening to yourself. You know, like if you can handle it, and if that's what you are passionate about, then you should do it. You shouldn't be doing it because of like peer pressure or not even peer pressure, but just like society pressure. You know. And I think that goes into like getting involved in leadership roles as well. Um, I think I would tell the person to like, look at your skill set or what you have or what you're working towards and what you want to, I guess, gain um, when working in a leadership role and then going out to seek leadership goals that will help you accomplish that, you know, because you can't just be like, I'm going to put myself in this position, but what if that position doesn't benefit you? You know, what if you like end up hating that position? Like, even though these, this is like volunteer work, I would still want them to find joy in it, you know, to find passion in it. And so researching like which positions that you might be interested in and you are going to apply for would be important because if you just go in blind, you know, you might not learn anything from it or like that position might not be giving you like the sense of fulfillment. I think is what I want to say. So I think like researching a lot into like, I don't know, like internships with nonprofits. Um, I know you know the CPP has like fellowships, um, you know, researching like what they do in those positions. And then as well as like NorCal cabinet staff, you know, like we have positions for everyone. If you're like artistic, like editing, you know, you can join like NPR, public relations. Um, or if you're interested in connecting with people um, who are older than you, you know, or if you're interested in um, bringing back people into the space or just talking to people in general to build connections, like you would join alumni relations, you know, I think it's important to find something that you would like, you know, you shouldn't just go in there because, oh, I need the experience, you need to like that experience as well. So I think that's like a really big aspect that I would ask people who are trying to get involved to think about, you know, like you should like it, you know, you shouldn't go in dreading every moment. So true. I don't think any of us would be around still if uh, we didn't like it. Yeah. Or it wasn't fun, but, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or like you shouldn't just do it because your friends say so or that, you know, and I also think that you shouldn't compare yourself to the like the leaders you are working with you know, because you are your own self as well. You can look up to them, but never, ever compare yourself to them. Definitely agree with that. Like, 
the relation to imposter syndrome and just having people you know, be like, oh, you're so good at this. And just, you know, just hearing them like really hype you up. But then at the same time, it's like having that, do you really trust yourself? Is that really true? You know? So I definitely, it's definitely a relatable topic to all of us and just, you know, learning how to overcome the imposter syndrome and just being able to really find what you enjoy. Like you said, Jenny, like really research it and look into it. You know, you never know, you might find something that you would never think you'd be into and you try it out, you either like it or you don't. And then that's how you learn. You still learn something out of it. Yeah, um, I can definitely agree. Like. I think like it wasn't until maybe last semester, spring 21 and this year, I really took the time to like reflect on like what I, what kind of skill sets I had and like what I wanted to improve on and just like doing something you're really passionate about. So like, if you ever want to do events, it's a fun committee. Um, but <laughs> I think I really learned a lot through all these things that I've been going through and like, it does take time to like get through imposter, but like the imposter syndrome. But if you have like a really good support system, I think it really helps a lot. Amen to that, especially to support. Because, you know, I think that's the one thing about being in NorCal UVSA and UNASA is just being able to, you know, realize you have that support. People who are actually there to help you and not actually jeopardize you. Well, I am really amazed at all of the history and journey that has become of NorCal UVSA and UNASA. Um, it is amazing to see such inspirational leaders who have made a difference in the community and continue to pave the way for the new generation. I definitely agree with that. It's such an inspirational moment to be able to gather with leaders of our community with that um this is the end of our very first podcast thank you so much to our amazing guests for joining us today and we hope that you got your daily dose of every life discussions as we all know see you next time at coral clock